Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to SEN Breakfast. Big second hour coming your way. It's Paul Hazelby and Scotty Cummings. All thanks to Fleet Network. Fleet Network. Tabo's Novated Leasing Specialist. They can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au. Check them out. And also check out the cricket coming up, the big series against South Africa. We're joined by one of the best commentators in the business. He's part of the SEN family over there in New Zealand, but he works with Fox Cricket and does a terrific job. Ian Smith, welcome to the show. How are you, Ian? G'day, Paul. Good morning to you. Uh, yeah, this morning over there. It's still morning where I am at the moment in uh, <laughs> Sydney, preparing for a, uh, what have we got tonight, a, a big bash game we're doing. So, yeah, looking forward to that. A couple of big games in the big bash, but we've had the entree. Well, I'm not sure you'd call it the entree against the West Indies, but we've got now yeah, South Africa coming. And their record in recent times has been very good against Australia. What are you expecting? Do you think there'll be some spite in this one? I call it the entree. I think you got it right, to be perfectly honest. Um, listen, uh, this is going to be a, a, a test series with a bit of uh, a bit of feeling. I feel uh, because of um, what's happened, you know, in recent times uh, across uh, in, South, in South Africa, and of course, uh, with, if you look at both sides, uh, they're armed with some pretty damn good pace bowlers. Um, so I expect there to be spice. Yeah, I, I expect there to be. Uh, everything you would imagine. I mean, these are two very good sides. I think, uh, for me, Australia outbat South Africa. Uh, but the bowling side of things, particularly with the new ball, will be very, very interesting. And you reckon there'll be a bit of, um, well, a little bit of, you say spice. Does that mean a few bumpers come in the Australian batsman's way? I do. Uh, I, I, I do, and I think that uh, South Africa's best plan of attack, you know, if the ball's not doing a lot off the pitch surface, and no one likes being hurried up at 140k, and they've got bowlers that can do that. Um, Norkia is a wonderful bowler. They've got Ngidi and Rabada, and they've got Janssen, who's about seven foot tall. And, and you know, they have, um, you know, it's chalk and cheese to what we've just seen from the West. And the West needs to have one or two bowlers who, um, I won't say life threatening, but can, you know, can, can make you look uh, a little bit more carefully. But South Africa, uh, they possess a whole host of them. I, I'm so looking forward to this. It's, you know, it's, um, I think, the feature of the summer. I think we are too. The fact that the you know the West Indies series was 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 pretty tame, and we I guess we knew the results before they were before they were handed out. But yeah, you know, is it was that a bad preparation for Australia then? Because as you said, they were up against a pretty pedestrian, well, a fairly pedestrian attack in the West Indies, which just seems so wrong to say. But is it going to be? Is, yeah, is that is that a bad warm up for Australia to then face this onslaught of fast bowling from South Africa? I think they know what they're in for with South Africa a long way out. And, you know, they'll have prepared, um, you know, in their own way about it. You can only you can only play what you've got in front of you. And I kind of, you know, every now and then, Alzeri Joseph, we saw him over in your neck of the woods in Perth. He still didn't give Manus Love a shame. Hell of a hard time there yeah. for a while. Um, you know, and they had, they had one or two guys who, you know, could, could make you sit up and take notice. But... Uh, this is a different league, and you know, I think 
uh, the Australian batsmen will be preparing for that in their own way. They'll know the kind of um, assault that uh, the, uh, South Africa are going to bring to them. So you, you can you can kind of do that in a net situation, although you can only simulate it so much. But um, they're thorough. I mean, someone told me the other day that uh, even um, on the last day of the Test match in Adelaide. Uh, you know, when Smith and, and Labashane were never going to bat again because uh, they had their two knocks. They were in the nets uh, at the back of the uh, at the back of the Adelaide Oval preparing uh, with a red ball. Uh, you know, when they were here, they were in the middle of a pink ball test match. So, you know, that's how much homework they do. They thought, right, well, we've had our, our two pink ball innings of the summer. Let's get back to watching a red ball. And they were in the nets with red balls. So that's how thorough they think through the things, you know. Uh, and uh, it's no secret to their success. It was a good series to get a bit of form for some of those batsmen, but one guy's not in great form is David Warner. I asked Scotty just mm. yesterday, if he only averages less than 30 in this series, does he then become vulnerable to the next couple of series? I think he does, yeah. I, I think he does because Australia have set very high sights and standards um, about their batsmen. You can't exist uh, for too long. I mean, if it, if it was anyone else, um, you know, I would imagine if it was Kawaja, for instance, would they have persevered with Kawaja averaging 28 in the last two to three years? Probably not. Uh, it's David Warner's bought himself some time because his record is so damn good over a long period of time. Mm. But they don't, they don't last forever. Um, you know, I, I think he is a batsman under pressure. Um, I'm not quite sure whether this may well be his last summer of test cricket at home. I mean, he's made noises that he would uh, perhaps like to go to the Ashes in England, have one last Ashes, and then maybe in terms of test cricket, uh, say that's enough. But, you know, you can only dictate your own future if you're playing well enough. So we'll just wait and see on that. I will say, though, um, he did have a lot of luck. I mean, we saw Manus had more luck in one and David Warner had the whole of that series. Every time he made a mistake, an inside edge went back onto the stumps or an outside edge was caught. Uh, you know, he, he didn't have a lot of luck, but uh, he, he needs to have um, a bit more form as well, a bit more judgment, uh, make better decisions at the crease, and South Africa will ask him to do that. Don't worry. And in your opinion, what's our best bowling attack? Uh, would, would you go Boland? Would you go Nisa? Uh, would you give Lance Morris a... a, a a crack at it as well. What, what's our number one attack in your eyes? Oh, I know you guys would love to see Lance. Oh, Morris yeah, we do. I know. Tear the tiger loose. What do they call him? The, the, the wild thing. From a, yeah, the wild thing. Where's he from over there? There's a place called D. They're calling him the, uh, something demon or something over here. And uh, It's a, like, would you turn him loose first test against South Africa? Mm, maybe I don't. I don't know really for sure. Probably not. This is what I do with that Hazelwood. Um, I, I, the, the guy, and even though Bowling was magnificent, he was magnificent for one over, and then mm. um, I thought he was actually out bowled by Nisa line and length. I, I really do. So this is what I do. I go Stark, Nisa, and uh, Cummins. Uh, they would be my three in the first test at the Gabba, and. Uh, then you've got your boy Cameron Green, um, you know, to complement the side, and he does that so well. He's got pace, he's got bounce. Uh, and then, I, you know, obviously you've got Nathan Lyon, who I think will still be a massive factor in this. Everyone's, and you and I, uh, you guys and, and, and I have been talking about this pace, this bounce, this fire this morning, but don't forget Nathan Lyon. Nathan Lyon, I think, would be probably close to the leading wicket-taker in the next three tests. You mentioned England and the Ashes. Um, of course, a new coach over there, a New Zealand coach in McCullum. Basball, they're calling it. <laughs> Did you expect it to be like this, and what do you make of it? 
Oh, I'm in constant contact with Brendan McCallum. He doesn't expect, he doesn't expect it to go like this. <laughs> He's just got this, uh, this amazing uh, thing about life, really. I mean, he but and he puts it into cricket and in these terms. So I texted him after, I think it was the second run chase where they knocked over New Zealand for the second time chasing down 300-odd plus runs, which you don't do very often. I said, then what did you tell him at T? He said, it's quite simple. I said, we win, we lose, but the door is off the table. And that's basically the way he has decided to play test cricket. And Stokes is a, a gambler. Stokes is an aggressive guy. Brendan McCallum is a gambler. Right? Uh, you know, he, If you look in the dictionary, gambler, uh, you probably find <laughs> Brendan McCallum's name alongside it. So. i tell you what, he's one of those, he was one of those blokes that when he was playing, and we didn't know him, didn't like him because he was that darn good. And now we're getting to know him a little bit better. We go, geez, he's a good bloke. <laughs> I tell you, I got two, yeah. two, two for you, Ian. Um, first of all, Iceland cricket have jumped on Twitter and uh, they've said few can argue that Kane Williamson was a great Kiwi test skipper and will be missed in that role. Good to see the modern trend whereby bowlers are considered for captaincy. Southie has the experience and is the right man for the job. First of all, your take on Kane Williamson uh, – giving up the, the the captaincy? And secondly, did you know Iceland cricket existed? <laughs> uh, part two is the easy one. No. <laughs> um, part, part one. Um, yeah, I'd actually, I, I think I saw something the other day, uh, Iceland cricket, uh, some action in Iceland cricket on on uh, social networks. So, yeah, actually, I did know, but, I, you know, um, I didn't know they were opinionated uh, enough to have a crack at uh, the New Zealand captaincy side of things. But I woke <laughs> to this news this morning, and I thought I'd woken up in a bad, not in a bad dream, but in a, in a situation where I was just dreaming something. Because uh, I didn't think this would happen. I really did not think that Kane Williamson would give up the test captaincy willingly. Um, so to me, there's a, there's a bit of a question mark around this, and I have to just take some time to get my head around it. Uh, New Zealand cricket saying to Kane, we, we appreciate what you've done in terms of Test captaincy. Um, you know, you've been wonderful. You got us, you kept us to the World Test Championship. But the game is changing, um, and we don't foresee the fact that you're going to try and change with it. Are they saying that? I don't know. Um, Tim Sally was an odd one for me because uh, I thought they'd give it to, to Tom Latham. So, and Tom Latham plays the game very similar to, similarly to Kane Williamson. So what are they saying here? They're going to say we want to not try and emulate baseball as such, but we've got to change our approach to it. We look at the table. We're second to bottom on the World Test Championship. So I applaud New Zealand cricket for actually having the, the now... Uh, along with Kane Williamson, these sorts of things you always, when, you, when a long-term captain goes, apart from controversial circumstances, you generally get the, me- the media message to say it was his decision. I don't know if it was totally Kane Williamson's decision. And what's the score going to be after the three test match series between Australia and South Africa? 2-0. Two 2-0. Two I've already put my, my forecast in. 2-0. It's as simple as that. I think you'll win. Um, I, I, I think you'll win Melbourne and Sydney. There you go. I think the Gabba might be a a, a tough, hard, fought-out draw, which will take the toll out of South Africa, and then you'll mince them in, in Melbourne and in Sydney here. Mm, good answer. That's why we love you, mate. Straight to the point. Thanks for your time, and have a good series.
Cheers, guys. Great talking to you. Have a great show. You can catch Ian Smith on Fox Cricket, the only place to watch every ball of the upcoming Test Series available on Foxtel and KO Sports. A big call, isn't it, on Kane Williamson? But you go back to Joe Root. Like, Joe Root was one of the best, is one of the greatest Test players of all time, but he couldn't captain to save himself towards the end there. It's not for everyone. Ben Stokes comes in, just changes the dynamic, of course, Brendan McCullum at the same time. I didn't think there was so much in what a captain could come in and do, but clearly it's pretty important. There's a lot to think about every over, every ball, every Yeah, decision. there's the field placing and the tactics, but mm. this is more about building confidence in every single player, yeah. not to worry about the outcome. That's what Ben Stokes has done so well. Speaking of uh, building confidence, uh, Baz in Dawesville. I'm sure we've heard from Baz either. Welcome aboard, Baz. Uh, hey, what happened to your Thursday morning tipster? Only sense spoken on Thursday mornings. That's that's not confidence building. Is he having a go at me too? I'm only having had a go on Thursday, but <laughs> here we are, Baz. Riley's He's, he's uh, absent. Not well. We did have another question, too. Legends, AFL yeah, so players... Yeah, holidays, really, to be honest with you. Go on break. That is the truth. For the next three weeks shortly, how intense are their training programs while they are on holidays? Yeah, That's Nudo. El Nudo again. Yeah, good. And, and you know what? It's more of a question for you. Yeah, you wouldn't know. Break, so means, break in, means break. Back in our day, it was a break. Yeah, I used to run yeah. up a few sand hills. That, that was the extent of it. Right, unless there was... Bottle shop at the top of one. I'm not running up it. I tell you right now. But a break for me was a mental break. You had to stop. Oh, I would wasn't assume the best, it wasn't the best approach in this day and age. They try and replicate. Particularly, they've all been on a big break, ten to twelve yeah. weeks for them. They really need to get fitness, so they will replicate what they're doing right now, minus all the skill component of it. They'll still be required to do some kicking, but I would have thought they'd have a really strong uh, running session three days a week. They'd have to do weights two to three days a week. But this is all on their own or with yeah. a teammate because the club officially can't ask them to do anything, even though. They do, and they send them mm. programs, and if you come back without doing the program, you get absolutely belted. And they do give they GPSs do out these days, or they oh, require what? you maybe to put them uh, on your phone I and send them through. That's straight on my dog and Matthew take him down Pavlich the park. tells a story about me. It's a complete fabrication. He tells the story <laughs> that I put we'll the GPS the on the dog, oh. <laughs> and it came back at the speeds of 55, 56 kilometres an flying. hour. the best preseason ever. That is not true. I like to put in all the work. We need to take a break here on... On SEN Breakfast.